Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, the podcast covering everything from engineering, mining, and mine waste management to whatever else may be on our minds. Pop in your headphones and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. And now, here is your host, Brian Ulrich. Hey everyone, this is Brian, this is Behind the Scenes with Brian, and today I have a guest uh, on the program, Candace Kingston, who I've known for quite a few years. Candace, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Great, great, great. And uh, we're recording this in the middle of the coronavirus, and is is the are, are you able to stay healthy and, and your whole family staying healthy during the virus? We are. Yeah, we have been. Um, it's a little tricky with three teenage boys who do not want to stay home at all, ever. Yeah. So that's been the hardest part for us, probably. But luckily, we're all healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I should probably point out that I've known your husband, Lucas, for a little bit longer than I've known you, but not that much longer. Yeah, probably going on, what would you say, like 25 Years. Oh my gosh, since the late 80s, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, we have a lot of a lot of um, joint or mutual history as well. So, right. um, but it's, yeah, it's been good to catch up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, Candace, maybe you can give us just a little bit of background, some background story about yourself. Sure, yeah. So um, I was born in Cape Town, South Africa. And uh, moved to the States when I was four. So I grew up in Aurora in Denver and met my husband who worked with you. And um, we traveled to Botswana. We lived in Botswana for two years. And actually, I think that's when I met you, Brian, was when you were living in South Africa at the time. Yeah, yeah, I was working yeah. on a, a border gate project just uh, south of Gaborone. And I spent a, a very nice, a night with you guys in your place in Gaborone. That's right. Yeah, in our tiny little hovel there, <laughs> cute little cottage, if you will. Um, yeah, we loved Botswana, had a great time there, got engaged there, came back and um, got married, had three children, and kind of all along the way, I, I stayed home with the kids for a long time, but I had a degree in psychology, and so I was really always looking for something to do with that degree. I didn't necessarily want to get my graduate degree, but I, I wanted to help people and figure out a way to do that. Instead, I ended up on a crazy path of sales and recruiting, and finally ended up in health insurance. Um, and kind of got stuck there for, I'd say, 12 years, <laughs> mm. doing what I did not like ever. I loved working with the clients. I loved being that, you know, guide to them, like, how can we help you find better insurance for your employees, that kind of thing. But as time went on, I did that less and less and more compliance and just all the boring stuff, data entry, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I always felt like I was just a square peg in a round hole and never fit in. And mm -hmm. because I wasn't really aligned with that, I never wanted to do well necessarily. I mean, I wasn't driven to. So um, definitely had my fair share of, of being let go, asked to leave, <laughs> mm. sometimes gently, sometimes not so gently. But 
finally kind of took it upon myself to, to find my own coach and figure out what was happening because as they say you know wherever you go you take yourself with you and i started to recognize that pattern yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah so i worked with a coach and really discovered that that would be a good avenue for me to use sort of some of my background as a you know psychology major and then grow and, and do more more education and more certifications around that to be able to help others that's kind of how i ended up doing what i'm doing now okay great and and what is it specifically that you do now yeah so i ended up um, becoming a certified leadership coach and through that process now I, I work with small business owners primarily and some executives some sales professionals really anybody going through a transition but just wanting to improve themselves get to that next level and whatever that is for them so a big part of leadership is obviously leading yourself first and learning what that is what makes you tick so that you can then be aware of what's going on around you and how to consciously lead others around you sometimes that's just your family right like it doesn't always have to be a work thing yeah yeah okay okay gotcha yeah so now i i help um people get to that next level and really it's just kind of about how to get them unstuck and out of that just sort of place of maybe maybe like what got them there won't get them to the next place right so sometimes business owners are doing well they've been successful but they're just not feeling it anymore and they need to get realigned with their original mission or their original values that got them to that place in the first place so that's basically how i work with people Okay. Okay. And could you describe the process of when you're helping yeah. somebody? What does that feel like? Yeah, sure. So um, basically, I mean, logistically, it's sort of like I start off with a 12 week program. And during that time, I work with people on a weekly basis. And first, we really just get aligned with their values. We try to figure out what what are your values? And that's kind of a funny question because most people think, oh, I know my values. That's so basic. Yeah. That's so, you know, rudimentary. Mm -hmm. I know it's important to me. But if you haven't reevaluated that in a long time, you'll notice that your values change, your priorities change, you know, your life changes, your jobs change, your kids grow up, they move out, you have different values. All of a sudden you're, you know, living in the mountains or you're <laughs> doing, mm -hmm. taking longer trips or you just have things that you're focused on that maybe weren't what you focused on when your children were tiny or when you lived on your own or whatever the situation was. So that's the first step is really getting, uh, you know, clear on that. The second step is understanding your vision. And for any business that doesn't have a vision, you, you just don't know where you're going. And this is true for people as well. So if you create that vision, then you have a way to reverse engineer the roadmap to get there. Um, I like to say that when people are taking a trip, you know, you don't get into your car and just say, oh, let's just go on a trip. Where do you want to go? Well, I don't know. Let's just go. Let's just drive, take right turns, and maybe we'll get there. Well, it doesn't really work that way. You need to have an end destination. Mm -hmm. And the thing about that is you don't have to be tied into that end destination. It doesn't have to be set in stone. You can actually 
go to, you know, head to Florida to Disney World and then decide, actually, we'd rather go to New York City. Let's head up there. Right. You can you can turn along the way, but it's good to have a starting point. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of the, the second step. Um, like I said, then the third step is to sort of reverse engineer that roadmap to create the, the daily, weekly, monthly rituals, habits, strategies, tactics, all of that stuff to be able to get you to that vision. And whatever that is, that, that looks like, we worked really hard on setting up systems that you can put in place to get there. And my final step usually is um, kind of optimizing and figuring out how to make it sustainable. So how can we take that whole process to the next level? And then what are you gonna do when you're not having a weekly call with Candace anymore. How are you gonna hold yourself mm -hmm. accountable yep. and be able to move forward? Yep. Some people work with me for you know a year at a time or six months, but some people just say three months is great and I'm on my own or I'll check back in in a couple of months and we might work together again. But within that 12 week process, you really do have a good way, a good set foundation of what to do and a, you know, a process to take you forward. How much of, of your, your the role you play is an accountability partner and how much of it is is actually a business coach? I would say it's more accountability and mindset. And so mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, what, what we do every day is tackle our roadblocks. How do we, you know, come up against these roadblocks that are gonna hold us back. And so I'm there to be that person to say, I think this might be holding you back. What do you think? You know, is this is this limiting belief stopping you from speaking up in those meetings or what's going on? And then, um, you know, by having that weekly call, people really do feel the, I won't say pressure, but the encouragement to get what they said they would do to get it done before the call. Um, as far as a business coach, I'm definitely a good sounding board. I don't know how to help you you know, maybe increase your ROI of that new printer that you just bought or whatever, like that's not really my thing, but I'm happy to, you know, either connect you with my network or help you talk through some things. And sometimes people just need a sounding board or like they need to hear themselves saying it, right? And then they can get to the answers. Oh, right. And, and I'm just sitting here staring at my new printer. So that was quite the coincidence. Ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> so <laughs> you must use a lot of your psychology background and training when you're um, developing advice for people. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I do in in the sense that um, part of coaching, the important part to know about coaching is that I'm not really there to tell a person what to do. It's more about asking the right questions mm -hmm. to help that person uncover yeah. what it is for them they want to do and to focus more on the wants than the shoulds. So instead of me saying, Brian, you really should send out that resume or those contracts or those proposals or whatever it is you're working on. And it's, it's more of, Brian, what do you think would be the next step to get you closer to where you really want to be? We've talked about these goals and you're not reaching them or whatever, <laughs> whatever you're stuck. Mm. So how can we get you closer? What do you think the next step is? And it's about guiding the person to see where their roadblocks are, how to get over them, but then how they can move forward. That's always the primary objective. 
and how my my uh, psychology degree has been helpful honestly is for me to know my limitations so I know when a person gets really stuck and circles the drain as I would call it um, and just keeps coming back to the same issue but can't see a way out that might yeah. be a time for therapy and so I know that I'm not a therapist I don't yeah. have a master's degree I never you know pursued that and I know that maybe my help is is I can still help them with certain things, but they might need to get a therapist on the side or, you know, go do therapy and come back or something like that. So that's kind of how I feel like my psychology degree, besides the normal, you know, just human element, it's helpful to know my limitations. Yeah. Yeah. That must feel really good when you can help people overcome whatever their obstacles are and, and get to the next level. You know, it's, it really is very fulfilling and it's, it's such a joy to work with people on something that they see their own limitations and they don't know how to get out of that. So they're like, I, I wish I could do this, but I can't and I don't know how to move forward. And yeah. when I can help them and they look back, it's, it's pretty awesome. I had a, um, a client recently that came to me. He wants to start his own um, electrician business and he has a, has a lot of things going on in his life and a lot of just a lot of moving pieces. And he came to me with this list of, I think it was 10 or 12 fears that he has. And, you know, they're everything from what will my family think? What will my boss say? You know, all of these different fears. And at the end of our time together, I said, you know, I, I would just like to read these fears back to you and see what you think. And if you think you've been able to conquer them and, and how you feel about them now. And I read them back to him one by one and each one, he just said, oh my gosh, I can't even believe I said that. Or, you know, I, wow, I can't believe that was actually a fear. And we, we got down to the one that was kind of a fear for his, for his um, um, children like something he had going on with his kids and i said you know that fear is probably always going to be there <laughs> the fear of the kids like yeah. what the worry of yeah. what's going to happen with the kids right that's mm -hmm. always going to be there but we were able to understand that it's more of a, a concern that's a normal concern rather than a huge fear of like that's going to hold me back so it was really awesome it was such a fun call to have with him to for both of us to look back and say wow look how far you've come in three months and now you're just ready to crush it you know ready to move on so yeah that, that's, cool. that's great uh, i was just going to ask you if you could relate to us any real success stories but i think you just mm -hmm. did and unless yeah. you've got a, another one that you could you could tell us about yeah well i have one more that's a good one to share is i worked with a, a gentleman who is a co-founder of a web development company and they work with nonprofits, and they're really successful and it had been about four years that he and his buddies had had this company and he, he started to just feel a lack of energy. He said, you know, I'm, he's like a really well-rounded guy. I mean, he swam in the morning, he played the piano, he did all these things that, you know, you would just think, wow, this guy's got such a perfect life. And he, um, I mean, not to say it wasn't wonderful life, but he just right. felt kind of yeah. kind of stuck, right? Like he didn't have this drive to get to work every day. And he didn't want to sell his company. He felt like, no, I really love my company. I just don't, I just need to kind of be recharged. And so through the process of um, working with him, he kind of uncovered this desire to do some public speaking. And he had kind of this passion for AI and really enjoyed that, you know, that kind of learning about that, even though it wasn't something they used in their process with their clients. 
but he thought he would go off on that tangent and start speaking about it and then tied it into behavioral economics and sort of the psychology of sales and all of that and started speaking about that more and more. And as I say, it was kind of this peanut butter and chocolate, like Reese's peanut butter oh, yeah. <laughs> combination. Yeah. All of a sudden he had this aha where he said, why can't I use behavioral economics and my public speaking for my clients and get them using that on their websites for nonprofits and fundraising and just put the two together and has just blown up. Like he's done so well with that idea and taking that back to his company, which gave him the energy again to love his company again and love the work he was doing. And then, I mean, he's done so well now. He's actually published a book recently on behavioral economics. So he's just was able to just take that idea and explode it which was really awesome to witness and be a part uh, of this journey yeah that's really interesting and i i guess i can mention that you and i had a conversation uh, a few days ago where you you kind of gave me a taste of what it is that you do and i found mm -hmm. it to be very beneficial and i'm i'm yeah. in kind of a transition stage in my career right now and you i think you really helped me to get the needle unstuck Oh, that's awesome. That's good to hear. I and mean, yeah. sometimes it just takes that little outside person because, I mean, as much as we obviously love our family and our, our moms and our spouses, sometimes that advice isn't really what we're looking for. We're, we want somebody who doesn't necessarily know us very well and can give us the outsider's perspective and sort of mirror what we're saying so that we can hear what we want. <laughs> so that's mm. sometimes hard to get to that point. What do yeah. I want? I have no idea. You know, help right. me. Tell me what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in, in that vein, you're kind of like the bartender that people go and just kind of yeah. empty their brains to and, and their guts and and just help <laughs> exactly. them work through what they already know the answer is exactly if you want to drink before a session with me that's totally fine <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding <laughs> might loosen you up <laughs> completely optional right <laughs> no that's that's great uh no, uh, we're kind of coming up to our, our yeah. time here, but if you had anything else you wanted to share with us, Candace? You know, um, the only thing I would say or what I would like to share really is just that if you haven't ever had a coaching conversation with somebody that, um, I mean, myself, obviously, I'd be willing to chat, but there are lots of coaches out there, I'm sure, as you know, but anybody would be willing to have that first conversation and give you, like you said, that taste. And I think that helps you wrap your head around what it really is and how that person can really help you. Um, I offer a complimentary call on my website, which is just www.kingstoncoaching.com and feel free to sign up for a call there because just that first complimentary call can really help you move the needle and get unstuck but also see where the conversation could go you know further yeah that's that's great and and people can reach out to you through your website then i'll mm -hmm. i'll yeah. put that in what what i refer to as the show notes of this great episode yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, yeah. I know I jumped the gun on that one. <laughs> no, no, that's that's fine. Perfect. Uh, yeah, Candice, uh, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy day to share some of your thoughts with the listeners. And I look forward to catching up with you and Lucas at some point in the near future. Yeah, definitely. That would be great. We'd love to see you guys after all of this COVID stuff is over. And I really yeah. do appreciate you 
taking the time to have me on. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's been my pleasure, Candace. All right. And thanks, Brian. Yeah, say hi to Lucas for me. Okay. Take care. All right. You too. Bye bye. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rockin'.